You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the Jazz Queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. Artist, Nicholas Cole. Vincent Ingala. Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. I am the Jazz Queen. It is Sunday. Uh, September 8th, 2013. Welcome to the show. If you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to TalkingSmoothJazz.com and click on Daryl Evan Jones' name. That will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. Flutist Daryl Evan Jones uh, releases his newest CD called Relentless, um, and I am happy to have him on the show today. Welcome to the show, Daryl. Thank you so much. I'm, now, I'm really Darryl, glad to be so, here. Well, we're happy to have you here, and I don't know if you are a football man, but, you know, there's a couple of games on, so if I took you away from a game, I apologize. <laughs> I'm a huge football man, but uh, no apologies necessary. Okay. I'm not a sports person at all, so okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> so... Um, I, you know, I was reading your bio and um, this new CD called Relentless. Um, as I yeah. said, it's um, first of all, let everyone know when exactly it will be released. Okay, this is a, this is a process. The, the okay. first digital um, availability of it will be this Tuesday, and that will only be on on a few sites, starting with CD Baby. It will then grow the following week uh, and be on all the internet sites, and then finally be available in hard copy the last Tuesday of the month. Okay, good. Now, I know why you called it Relentless, and I'm, I'm sure there is a story behind the, getting the CD produced and released. So please share that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll share a little bit of one of the stories because there are many, many stories involved here. Um, part of it is is um, the fact that anybody, any of us, no matter what our journeys or, or goals are in life, uh, in order to see that thing through, because none of it is easy, you must first have a very relentless spirit within you. Um, and, of course, start to finish in this in this project, the recording process, I've had to definitely be relentless. Um, you know, everybody has a story to tell, but, you know, constant, constant barrage of problems and challenges and, and the like, um, but you know, it's it's in a way it's it's a salute to everybody that has that kind of a, a spirit 
And, again, it's definitely what I've had to be uh, for many reasons, between pe- people uh, telling me I'm playing the wrong instrument to telling me even when I play that instrument I'm playing it co- incorrectly. Any, any, any one and all of those things collectively go into my, my thought process of the title for, for this new album. And the, as I said, the name of the album is Relentless, and the title track, um, there is an interlude, Relentless Interlude, where you sort of speak about, you know, pursuing your dreams and being relentless in doing so. Right, right. Uh, that originally was never going to happen. Um, it, it actually, it, it, it came from, I, I was going to leave it simply to print. And then it was it was strongly suggested that I actually verbalize it. And uh, once I bought into the idea of verbalizing it, I, I figured, okay, you know, let me put a little a little backdrop music to it. And what I did was um, we brought in the, the title track from the previous album, which was Dream, which really, if you think about it, it really does follow the course from Dream to Relentless because mm-hmm. you know you have to first have a dream of something and then you have to be relentless in order to actually achieve that dream. Uh, so so that's why that, that interview happened the way it did. Okay. Now, in order to get the first single out to radio, Unstoppable, you did a radio blitz. So tell us a little bit about that. <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> Um, initially, now of course we, you know, through my, my radio promoter, we sent out to all the radio stations in, in the format, um, and I simply asked everybody that I knew or knew of or knew of me, whether it was email, and literally I went down every name in my phone and sent everybody a text and just asked everybody, please call your local radio stations and ask to hear this song, because you know. Though it goes to radio, it's not guaranteed they're going to play it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then after that, I, I kind of refined it a little bit and had it more targeted um, to, to regions and, and time zones and the like. Um, and it's, it's proved to be quite effective. Um, I'm, I'm being played in, in places I, I never imagined I would and, and in, in pretty strong rotation in, in, in other markets. So it, it, it was, you know, y- you have to... Of course, you have to have good music, but then you also have to have very supportive people to undertake a task like that. Now, how were you able to track that? Um, I wasn't. Okay. <laughs> and as far as the, the people actually calling and, and, and whatnot, there, there was no way for me to actually track that. I was simply um, the, the the actual... Uh, spins and and ads to radio. Of course, my radio promoter, you know, would would keep track of that because you know mm-hmm. through the recording and, and the like. Uh, I was simply putting it out there, and and hoping that uh, enough people uh, cared about me, cared about my music, and would step up and do that, and then get some other friends in, involved. And you know, those who did, you know, I, I'm eternally grateful for them. And those who didn't, then you know, well, you know, thank you too. You know, that's just the luck of the draw. Okay. So let me welcome my co-host to the show, Mike. Welcome in. <laughs> hey, hey, Daryl. How's it going, Daryl? Hey, Mike. How are you? 
Now, yeah, Mike is a die—he is a diehard football man, oh, so I'm sure he was watching football. That's why he was late calling in. There's a couple of games going on. So. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. know. I, 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 I have you, to Mike. Yeah, true. <laughs> Are the Cowboys playing, Mike? <laughs> and that's it. The Cowboys play eight thirty tonight. Yes. Well, see, uh, Mike and I are already. We're, we're, well, I'm assuming Mike is a Cowboys fan. Oh yeah. Um, then, then Mike, we're already on 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 good ground here because so oh, am I. Die hard. Yeah. yeah, we're we're really good. <laughs> Look, he even changed his Facebook page to the Cowboy helmet and logo and all of that. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Die hard. Die hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome well, in, Mike. Football, Glad to have you. Know, you were you were actually interested. And uh, semi pro football, and uh, you were doing a little bodybuilding uh, when you were younger, right? Yeah, um, I strange. You know, this is really, really weird. And and I guess by nature, for me, it's weird. Um, you know, the last thing any any kid like me growing up in in, in the Bronx wants to really be doing is playing flute. Um, <laughs> so there there was a time. I mean, it was always awkward for me, but there was a time when I really kind of drifted away. And and I got interested in in bodybuilding. I and mean, the only reason I got interested in bodybuilding was because I was so puny trying to play football. Um, mm. So so yeah, I, I I started lifting weights and everything. And uh, because my metabolism was as high as it was, I, I never really got bulky. I got I got really you know cut and defined. So somebody suggested, yeah, why don't you do bodybuilding? So I did some amateur bodybuilding for a few years. Um, semi-pro football actually uh, had a shot. I, I could have actually tried out, believe it or not, for the Eagles at one one, one point. That's a whole other story. Um, that that didn't happen. Uh, by the time I was ready to do it, that opportunity, of course, had had, had closed. Um, but yeah, uh, football. Um, I, I love I love so much about the game. I mean, it's it's a it's a human chess match. Um, it's 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 an ability to to be, uh, in, in a way, a modern gladiator, if you will. Um, but, of course, you know, that's not what I was put on this planet to do, so now I just kind of watch it. Mm. <laughs> now, is Relentless, um, do you have your own label? Is Relentless on on uh, your own label or another label? Relentless, uh, is, is as, as was Dream, is on a completely independent uh, label that is mine. Okay. Um, yeah. So you know, of course, looking for if there is the right deal out there, of course, you know, I, I would at least consider it and mm-hmm. probably sign it. But yeah, mm-hmm. the Relentless album is released under uh, the Jones Star Entertainment label, which, of course, like I said, is is my label. Okay. So now um, I read that you started playing flute at eight years old, and your father pulled you out of a. Um, school where you were training yeah. why did he do that okay a couple of things first of all you have to know walter jones he's not a man that you tell what cannot happen or what's wrong um so it was his idea of course to get me to play flute uh it was, it was he asked it in the form of a question but i really knew it kind of wasn't a question it's like okay you're going to play flute um so i started at eight and and he made sure all his sons got uh, intense private lessons. So he did put me in in this real uh, upscale, prestigious school in lower Manhattan. And, again, I was always puny most of my life. So here I am, this little tiny kid with this big old flute, and these guys are telling my dad, 
you're, you're wasting your money. Your son will never learn to play this instrument. Um, so his his only his answer was fine. Then I'll pull him out and I'll send him somewhere else. And he did. And um, it 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 seemed like a really a really good move on his part. Uh, I guess it's a shame I I didn't stay at that school, but obviously uh, it, it didn't seem conducive to to have me remain there. So he he pulled me. And the flute. Um, did he? Did you ever find out why you were why the flute and not any other instrument? You know the funny thing is I never did ask him that question, um, because you know it would not have been my forget first choice. It would not have been a choice for me. Mm-hmm. Um, before before I got into playing music, you know, I thought I wanted to either play drums uh, or piano or maybe trombone. Um, my 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 older brother played drums. Um, we couldn't afford a piano, uh, so I guess that's what pulled those things out. Um, and the only thing I can think of, maybe, was the fact that as I was growing up, there was uh, there was an older guy, he's about ten years older than me, who was playing flute in our church. Uh, he was actually out of D.C., and I mean, he was amazing, absolutely amazing. This, this, this guy who sounded like uh, Hubert Laws. Um, so I'm guessing. Maybe that's what made my father go that way instead okay. of back something else. I never did ask him. Okay. All right, we're talking to Daryl Evan Jones. His new CD is called Relentless, and we're going to get into some music. And, Daryl, I'm going to let you pick the first song that I play. <laughs> Why not start with Relentless? Why not? Okay. All right. And I'll definitely start with the interlude, um, going back to Daryl's speaking about if you have a dream, you have to pursue that dream, and you have to be relentless in pursuing that dream. So I'll start with the interlude and then go right into the song. Okay. Relentless is the realization of my dreams and music my way. The title is exactly what I've had to be in order to keep that dream alive. It is a way of life a mindset that each of us has access to. Being relentless is essential to getting what you want out of life and settling for nothing less. It's also my way of honoring everyone who maintains that spirit while they press on to the daily struggles of life. You are relentless if you want more, strive for more, believe you deserve more. Never, ever give up on creating your better you. I hope this music inspires you, encourages you, and reinforces your faith in making the impossible possible. Please enjoy responsibly.
right, that was the title track from Daryl Evan Jones' new CD, Relentless. Daryl, take us through the process of this CD. I think I read somewhere that um, this was live, done live, and not with, you know, the typical way of, of producing a CD. Yes, yes. I um, I had I learned a long time ago that I am simply not the same musician if you make me play with the track versus live instrumentation. Don't know why that is, but it is. Um, and I just I I love the 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 sound and the feel of real instruments. It just mm-hmm. gives the music a whole different flavor and, and more color and more emotion. So I. You know, from the outset, that that was going to spell increased production budget in order to do this, but I just had to do it, and and I'm really really glad I did that. We went. Um, it was actually recorded with four different producers in four different states. Um, one here, one was in Memphis, uh, another in in California, I believe in in L.A., one in Maryland, and one in Virginia, and. Um, you know, none of the none of the producers even know each other, and none of the musicians they all use know each other, any of that. But um, I'm 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 so happy that that was how I set out to do it, and ultimately that's how I did it. So now, who's working with you on it? As far as what? The musicians are, you know, the oh, other players like the. I was afraid you'd ask me that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are, in fairness, in fairness. There, there are over uh, twenty some odd musicians, and I would hate to start naming names because I will oh. forget them. Um, okay. I, I, I will, I will instead name my producers because it's way easier to remember four producers. Um, the, the producer here in Memphis who actually produced Relentless and four other tracks on, on the album, uh, his name is Cortez Fields. Everybody calls him Taz. Um, out of L.A. is is Andre Alexander. Uh, Andre is actually, he actually was in the, the, the Navy band. He was keyboardist for the Navy band. And if you if you go to YouTube and you, you watch my, my video of, of Summertime, that's Andre on the keyboard. Um, oh, my goodness. Rainier Hodnett is out of Maryland. Everybody calls him Lamar. He's also in the, the Summertime video. He is the bass player on the Summertime video. And then Alfonso Bizell is um I believe Alfonso actually did all his stuff out of Virginia. Um so that's 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 the core of my production team right there. Okay. What do you think sets you apart from other flute players? That's yeah, that's an it's it's an easy question and it's a difficult question at the same time. Um I I, I it's difficult because I'm 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 not trying to make it seem like um, I'm doing something right and they're doing something wrong, because that's, that's totally, that's just lame. Um, I think what's most different about me is that every artist, regardless of what their voice is, um, I believe every artist at least attempts to express their, their vision, their emotion, their personality through their music. But I think what's different about me is that as, as, a, as a flutist, as opposed to most other flutists, is that growing up, I I really did not listen to other flute players. 
uh, I, of course, I knew who the greats were, and I heard their stuff, but it it wasn't like I either studied it or listened to it even a lot. I rarely listened to it. Um, most most of the music that I listened to was going to be, you know, like the Earth, Wind, and Fires and 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 the Parliament Funkadelics, and 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 then you know it grew out of there where, where I was listening to everything across the board, including jazz, of course. I'm classically trained, but I just didn't listen to to flute players probably because again being being small and being self conscious about playing flute i i just i wasn't there with it, so mm. I never really knew what I was supposed to sound like so when I started really playing on my own here comes here comes a a sound that nobody's really expecting because Again, I didn't know what I was supposed to sound like, so I didn't know what they were expecting. Okay. You mentioned earlier that people were telling you, um, you know, that you shouldn't play the flute or that you shouldn't play it this way or that way. Did that at any point discourage you from continuing to play the flute? Um, No, no. Um, The the only, okay, the the discouragement happened mostly in in my younger years mm-hmm. um early childhood into early teens um when someone for some reason or another was always seemingly trying to beat me down um and this trust me this was not in my mind this was this was actuality um but as i as i grew older and especially in my in my seasoned adult years uh, any of those things really just made me more more res- resilient and more convicted to basically I don't care what you say this is what I believe I was put here to do and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do it my way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. may the chips fall where they may that that's basically that's the attitude I took mm, okay and that's where relentless comes in the name uh-huh. of the CD your style of pursuing your career and getting this CD produced and released. Um, Yeah, definitely. Relentless is a good name for that. All right, I'm going to play next the first single released from the CD called Unstoppable. Um, Again, your CD could have been named Unstoppable as well. (laughs) It it almost was. It almost was. I'm talking to Daryl Evan Jones. His new CD is called Relentless. Um, If you'd like to call in and speak with Daryl, the number is 646-716-5485. And let me welcome to the chat room Joe from Germany. You have a couple of guests. And Karen Hanley. Welcome. This is Unstoppable.
right, that was Unstoppable from Daryl Evan Jones, a new CD, Relentless. Joe from Germ- Germany posted a comment in the chat room. He says, "There's uh, that's interesting. There's a difference between classically trained flautists and the rest. The classically trained ones have a brighter and clearer sound. Would you agree with that, Daryl? Wow. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't want to make such a comparison. I that's an interesting observation by him. I'll, I'll, I'll say that. Um, I, I honestly don't know. I, I, I wouldn't know that. Um, I, I have. I do have the opinion that um, if you're classically trained and if you've played in an orchestral setting, that you are more prone to to recognize a, a more vast range of sounds than most people might be, even most other musicians. Um, in fact, I just had this conversation last night in rehearsal, uh, and I told I told one of the musicians, I said, you know, I want you to consider if you sit in the flute section in an orchestra, you are essentially front and center, so you can hear everything else that goes on around you, and you you basically are trained then to pick out everything, and that's how you can identify so many more things that maybe somebody who wasn't classically trained would be able to. But the, the tone thing, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, the, the greatest tone I've ever heard, um, in my opinion, is James Galway. Um, oh. I may have, you know, given him more, more strength in his argument for classical because that's what James is, James Galway, um, and and his 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 sound is definitely second to none. Mm, okay. But I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And that now, was a hard track. I really like that track. Uh, but do you feel that being a uh, you know being a flute player that you guys don't get the uh, respect and the consideration as far as um, getting live shows as other artists featuring other uh, instrumentation? Because you know there's a lot of um, sax players out, but it, there's a few uh, flutes that are very very good, and I think that you guys are very underrepresented in, in the genre. How do you feel about that? I would have to totally agree with you. Um, and, and mind you, I think that's for a number of reasons. And it, it, it's, First of all, it's kind of odd because I, I, I don't know about I don't know about women who play flute in this genre, but I know this to be a fact, certainly with a lot of the men who play flute, and in my own experience, it's odd because when people find out what instrument I play, the very next question is, well, do you also play sax? And I find that odd because I think, well, would you ever ask a sax player right away, well, do you play flute? And the answer, you know, would be no. Um, Flute has, for some reason, um, either died out or been killed out since the 70s or so uh, in in popular music and has has been relegated to a role of kind of like background, airy, you're just kind of there, but you're, you're not the focus. And, and there, there are many in, in, in the industry, whether they be producers, execs, whatever they are, that are, are a little slow to, to give the, the opportunity to flute because they don't believe that the flute can hold its own in this genre. And I have to strongly disagree with that. I believe it can. It did before. Now, it wasn't as popular or you didn't have as many musicians playing the instrument as their primary um, uh, as as maybe guitar or or sax or, or anything like that, 
But I, I do believe that the flute can most certainly hold its own and, and that, that a flutist has no problem um, being the anchor for any concert, any festival, any of that. It's just a question of allowing the people to, to hear the music and let them make that determination for themselves. But now, had you ever considered playing the saxophone just, you know, so that you were able to get more bookings as opposed to playing the flute? Okay. I have a confession to make. <laughs> In my rec room, there is an alto sax sitting on a stand. And uh-huh. it's been sitting on that stand for probably at least six months now. The only reason I even own the alto sax is because uh, when I was living in Jersey, there were a couple of friends that were actually in, in the business on some level, and they suggested that very thing. You know, Daryl, you know, you should really play sax. So if you double on sax, you can get more gigs. Mm-hmm. All right, so I went and bought an alto sax. And my wife didn't like it. I didn't really like it. My kids didn't like it. I never really dug it. I played it out maybe a handful of times. Um, but I wasn't feeling it. Um, and, and someone, a, a sax player, actually said this to me because people know of you know, the propensity for, for a, a flutist to play sax or vice versa. And he said that he was told by someone that whichever of the two you feel that you can fully express yourself, that's the one you need to be playing. And it's always been flute for me. So sax, uh, you know, nothing against it. It's just not my thing. So now it's just kind of a conversation piece upstairs, and that's that's it. I mean, flute is what I believe I was born to do. Okay. Then eventually, at some point, you need to make your way to Germany because Joe is saying that the flute has always been popular there. You know what? God bless the Germans. Y'all, y'all give 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 my people a call, and they'll call your people and fly me over there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, I read a very interesting story about Jeffrey Osborne. Please share that. <laughs> you're a mess. <laughs> oh my goodness! I can't believe I can't believe you're going to make me tell that story. Okay. See, and don't leave anything out. Tell the whole story. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I I spent a summer in Providence, and for those who don't know, Jeffrey Osborne is from Providence. Um, and in fact, a lot of the Osbournes still live there. Well, Jeffrey's eldest brother, Clay, is a living, or, I'm sorry, was a living legend in Providence. And he had, there was a, he had to do this, they did a benefit concert uh, because, unfortunately, Clay was a double amputee um, because of uh, complications with diabetes. So Jeffrey Osborne called on a few of his friends to come to Providence and do this, this benefit concert. And it was Jeffrey Osborne, Grover Washington Jr., Al Jarreau, and Sinbad. So it was it was Jeffrey set though everybody else was on stage with him. So he's doing "You Should Be Mine," you know the Woo Woo song, and he always apparently comes into the audience with a mic to get people to sing the Woo Woo song. So he did, and when he did that, I immediately thought, "Oh my God, there's my chance! There's my <laughs> chance to play!" So I just so happened to have brought my flute with me. I took it out of my duffel bag, put it together went across the theater and went down the aisle where he was standing. And he, he looked at me kind of funny, and Sinbad thought it was odd, too, because nobody, like, walks around with a flute. So um, he reluctantly let me 
play a solo after asking me my name or whatever. And by the time I got towards the end of my solo, the crowd was chanting my name like this was a basketball game. Mm. Um, and, and I really thought that was going to be my big break, especially when, when I got back to my seat. Uh, Grover Washington Jr. sent somebody out to pull me backstage. I got to meet him. I gave him my demo, the whole bit. And I just knew that it, you know, this this chance I took had paid off, you know, because I figured, I figured if I make a fool of myself, I don't really care because these people don't know me. I'm not from Providence, um, and on the, on the upside, maybe this will be my break. And I really thought it was, and it probably was going to be, except unfortunately, a few months later, before we got to do anything, of course. Grover Washington Jr. passed, you know, passed mm-hmm. on in, in New York. and But it seemed like a really good idea at the time. That's a great story. That is such a great story. <laughs> I love that. I think, I think I got the idea from I – mean, I'm prone to do kind of wacky things anyway because I think that's how I'm wired. But I think I, I recall hearing something kind of along those lines from – I think it was Bobby Humphrey – where Dave Valentine, I believe Dave Valentine is the one that discovered her, and she was playing somewhere where maybe he was or was going to be or what have you, and he was the one that got her introduced to, to the industry. So I'm figuring, well, it, maybe lightning can strike twice, and, mm-hmm. and that, that's that's why I took my flute to the concert. Well, you never know. You know, you just never know. You always have to be prepared. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. You always have to be prepared. All right, I'm going to play one more song, and I'm going to let you pick that one. Um, let's pick my, this happens to be, be probably, it, it's certainly one of, but it's not the favorite song of mine on, on the album. And this is called Remember Me. Okay. Tell me about this one. Remember Me is, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a sentimental, emotional guy at heart. And, you know, everybody wants to be thought of. Everybody wants to be remembered, especially when it matters. It doesn't matter so much once someone is passed on. They don't even know you remember them. But, you know, maybe maybe I haven't seen you for a while. Maybe I haven't heard of you for a while. Maybe I don't know I made a difference in your life or in your day. But it would be nice if you just remembered me. All right. From Daryl Evan Jones' new CD, Relentless, this is Remember Me.
Very nice. That was Remember Me from Daryl Evan Jones, a new CD, Relentless. Yeah, yeah very nice. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I also want to mention, because I, uh, before we came on the air, I talked to Daryl. His bio had said that he had quit his job um, to pursue his music career, and Daryl corrected me um, on that. He is a commercial um, uh, mechanic, airplane com- com- mechanic. And I thought yeah. to myself, you have got to be making pretty good money to be a commercial um, airplane mechanic um, and to just quit your job and follow a music career with the music business being so iffy like it is. But he right. is still in that field, so I'm glad to hear that. It, it, that's good, too. Yeah, because I know, you know, after saying something like that, you're like, oh, 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 I ain't quit yet, no. Yeah. No, not, not, not yeah. It, is, it is, of course, my, my, my goal. Um, to do music full time, like I said, I believe that's that's what I was put here to do. But in the meantime, when you have uh, a wife, family, mortgage, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you you gotta make sure the bills get paid. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, I'm happy now, to hear now, that. Now, do you know how to fly? <laughs> do you know how to fly a plane? I'm sorry, I'm only laughing because and 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 some of the people on my team know this about me. That is always the first question people ask when they find out what I do for a living, and I compare that to people asking when they find out I play flute, well, do you play sax? And, I, I, and, and no offense, really, no offense. But I tell them, I said, that's as funny to me as when people find out that someone is, is, is a, an airline pilot, do they ask them, well, can you fix them? But nobody does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they ask them, and, and I, I'd like to tell them, did you think if I could fix it, if I could fly it, I'd be fixing it? No, I'd be flying it. I'd get some of that money, but no. If it was, it was, uh, it was something I I thought about doing for a long time, and it, I just never, never took a bite out of it. But I I love to be in the cockpit and fly and all that, but no, I can't fly. Well, uh, now were you in the military? Is that how you became a uh, aircraft mechanic? No, oddly enough, the closest I got to the military was was between 04 and 06 when I left U.S. Air, and I went to work as a contractor at Andrews Air Force Base on the presidential flight. I got into aviation because growing up in New York City, as as you're preparing for high school, you can uh, take entrance exams for all these specialized schools throughout the city. One of those specialized schools was aviation high school, and uh, I, I... I kind of got the aviation bug on a senior trip uh, of the eighth grade. We went to the Franklin and they had an aviation wing. Once we got I never left it. And and I, of course, be a pilot, but I figured if I can first get my aircraft mechanic flight and then get my pilot's license, I can write my own ticket. So I aviation high school, got in. I did four years of calls back to do another six months I don't know if I don't know if it's the phone system, Daryl, or your phone system, but you're cutting in and out. Sorry, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's probably okay. It's probably um, the phone system. Block Talk Radio has been having some problems with their phone system. Oh. But um, I, I just wanted to say I, we talked to um, a trumpet player yesterday. Her name is Janetta. And we were talking about how the schools have taken out all of these programs um, 
you know, where the kids have nothing else now, no no music, no mechanics, no nothing. Because when I was in high school, in junior high school, we had a home ec, um, you know, I can do sewing, I can learn how to cook, I can do a mechanic, wood shopping, all of that. Here you had the opportunity to go into aviation in school, you know, and, this, and, and look at what you're doing now, and if they would just – if they had if the schools had continued to keep these programs in the schools, the kids would be so much better off today. Um, that's you know. right. Yeah. Golly, that's wonderful. I'm glad you were able to. You took advantage of that, and now you're a commercial aircraft mechanic on top of a flutist. <laughs> that's great. Performing um, in your area? Uh, in my area, I'm not performing anywhere as of now. We have nothing booked in Memphis, so I believe very soon we're going to be doing something with a CD release and the like. Uh, my manager is, I just signed up with a new manager, and she's working with my booking agent, uh, Charlotte Day, Ohio, and Time. Yes, I apologize. Their phone system here is acting up, and um, you're kind of breaking up a little bit, so I'm going to apologize to the listeners for that. Um, Bog Talk Radio has been having some issues with their phone system, so, um, yeah, you're kind of going in and out, but I apologize for that. So, okay, well, I'm going to close the show with another song. Daryl, pick that song. Okay. This is one of three songs on the album that actually have vocals. Uh, this is a song that I I'm sorry. Again, we're having a phone issue problem. I didn't get the name of the song. A Beautiful Night. Okay, A Beautiful Night. All right. So um, thank you uh, uh, for the opportunity to speak with you. And I will close the show with A Beautiful Night. And um, congratulations to you on this new CD. I know you put in a lot of blood, sweat, and tears to get this produced and released. Let everyone know again where they can purchase your music. You can go to, uh, first of all, find me on CDTV. I won't be able to do that because that's when CD comes out. And look me up on Facebook at Daryl Evan Jones. Um, and, and you can find out all the information on everything that's going to be going on. And as soon as the website comes up, that'll have it too. Be able to go to iTunes and all the other digital sites within a week or so. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Well, you have uh, Mike. Do you have any other questions? Uh, no, that's it. That's it for me. He, he just about went over everything. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Daryl, and much continued success to you. Thank you so much. I, I enjoyed it. Thanks for having me. 
You're welcome. You're very welcome. All right, that was flutist Daryl Evan Jones. His new CD is called Relentless. Um, again, you can find the down, the digital downloads will be available on Tuesday, September 10th at cdbaby.com slash Daryl Evan Jones. And then the physical CD will be available on September 24th. His website is fluteman.com and follow him on Twitter at Daryl Evan Jones. All right, Mike, do you have anything else to add? Uh, nothing else to answer. Just um, well, just one thing. Um, like I said, I'm love the the, the flu plane. Uh, like I said, everything about that uh, CD, I really like that. Pick that CD up and everything. Um, and also, um, just wanted to say that you know this is the beginning of the football season. Oh, and uh, Lord. Terry, you made a comment on my page about you know you hope my Cowboys family wins, so we're going to the Super Bowl this year. So that's all I want to say about that. So uh, that that that's it. <laughs> Look, for your sake, Mike, I hope the Cowboys make it all the way. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> for your sake, I swear, Daryl, they have lost, and Mike is just, he sulks, and he just cries, and I'm like, okay, the Cowboys he, he, he have got to he, make it. <laughs> I don't sulk and cry anymore. I just I just kind of go with it. Yeah, yeah that's well, got to be I hope they make it this year, this season for you, Mike. I'm pulling for you, okay? You and my daughter, the Cowboys are your favorite team, you and my and my sister. So I'm pulling for you guys. I'm pulling for you. All right, then. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> You've been listening to – oh, let me thank those in the chat room. Joe from Germany. I'm Karen Hanley and the guests. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. If you're listening to an archive show, thank you so much for doing so. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, the Jazz Queen. And Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time from the Relentless CD. This is a beautiful night. Thanks again, Daryl.
you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, TalkingSmoothJazz.com and Mastermind-Entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages and follow us on Twitter at Jazz underscore Queen and The Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.